clarify, I'm your host, Hannah Menshaw. I'm Amy. And I'm Nikki. And our guest today is Elliot Risenbry. Welcome to the show. Hi. It's pretty close on the name. Most people get it wrong, Elliot Risenbry. Part of, you know, was... mispronouncing my name is part of my experience of America, you know? No, that's the problem. I was so focused on just saying okay. welcome that I couldn't remember the whole part. Don't worry. It's organic. Just like you're not your nickname, Eli. You could say Eli. You Eli. could say... Everyone calls me mate at work, so you can say that's it. Part of part of the experience. Part of the American experience. Anyway, Elliot, can you um, quickly introduce yourself? Tell us where you lived, how you came here, everything. All right. So uh, I'm was born in um, in <laughs> Auckland, New Zealand. Um, I lived there for like sort of preschool, like up until I was about eight, and then I moved to Sydney, and then throughout my young adult life, college and whatever, I moved back to Auckland a lot, um, mm-hmm. sort of got my professional roots there. And I ended up here after ditching um, Australia after a very, very poor election result in which a lot of very, very awful people won. And I proceeded to drink my way around Europe for a while, and then I met an American, and then I moved here, and then I didn't like the American after a while, so I ditched her, and I'm still here. And that's how most New Zealanders end up in places, yeah. So, Elliot, could you tell us a story where being from New Zealand impacted a situation, whether positively or negatively? Uh, I can give you a positive and a negative, if you want. Perfect. It's even better. Go for it. The positive is that I am both a non-threatening and appearance person, a skinny guy with glasses, from the most non-threatening country in the history of countries. Mm-hmm. So getting visas, crossing borders, uh, people look at me and they're like, they basically see like a cute like little puppy and they're like, oh, look <laughs> at you, come on in. Mm-hmm. So um, I've like country. had situations where I shouldn't have gotten a visa or I should have been mm-hmm. denied things and people are just like, cool, mm-hmm. come on in. We don't need to ask you questions, you're mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> um, That's nice. Yeah, so that's a positive situation. The only negative, or it's more of a funny situation, I was at a gym once, and uh, people were trying to place my accent, and I told the, my trainer that I was from New Zealand, and she said, oh, my gosh, but your English is so good. <laughs> so people often don't oh know, yeah, people don't know anything about, like, New Zealand apart from Lord of the Rings half the time. That's, that's about that's it. Like, that's bad for even like Americans to not understand that like I think it was just like a fluke she was not a she was a very intelligent person just mm-hmm. I guess I don't know okay so we are going to start with the flash round where we're going to ask you simple um, kind of stupid stereotypical yes or no questions so you're just going to say yes or no and then mm-hmm. we will talk about them more in detail after okay okay are you ready yep I'm ready okay and these are just yes and no. All right. Uh, is New Zealand separate from Australia? Yes. Do you drink a lot in New Zealand? Hell yes. Uh, are sheep everywhere? Uh, basically, yeah. Is everyone just living in Hobbiton or the Shire? Uh, nearly. When you are in New Zealand, does it feel as remote from the world as it is? Certainly, having traveled, yeah. Middle of nowhere. Do people surf a lot along with other beachy activities? Yeah, basically the life on the beach. And do you guys really call yourselves Kiwis? Yeah, it's a endearing, hmm. self-referring term. Huh. We all call ourselves Kiwis, yeah. Why? <laughs> um, I, I'm just not familiar with I it. actually looked this up the other day because I had to explain it to someone who um, 
was trying to figure out if it could be used in a bio to someone they knew who was a Kiwi because they were like, what if it's like really offensive? What if mm-hmm. it's like, whoa. Um, right, got to be PC. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's. I think it comes from, it's like most things in Australian and New Zealand culture both come from a thing called the Anzacs, which is uh, Australian New Zealand Army Corps. So they both oh. fought in World War One and World War Two, and a lot of cultural myths come from them. And the Kiwi name comes from, I think, World War One. Yeah. Oh. It's like a nickname for Kiwi soldiers, um, like stationed around the UK or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, guess I always just thought it was. I don't know why. It, is it a bird? It is a bird. It is, okay. it is actually a bird. I didn't yeah, make that sorry. Up. Okay. It is a bird, and then apparently that's native to New Zealand. It, well, it's it is the native. Bird, it's the national bird. It's the national bird. It is. It is. Oh, wait, we ditched the flag. Mm. Okay. Um, That's probably oh. a good idea because yeah. someone created that. Honestly, there were some nice flags. There mm-hmm. were some, there are some fucking ugly flags. <laughs> um, New Zealanders usually have good taste in design, but when they don't, boy, do they not have good taste in design. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently the Kiwi was used on like a, a boot polish brand, which is still around now, which is like really popular. Mm. You can buy it here. And the Kiwi soldiers used to like polish their boots with this and people went, oh, Kiwis and then Kiwi name. And then mm. here we are hundreds of years later basing the name of our people on a boot polish. Do you eat a lot of Kiwis? The <laughs> on another <laughs> I'm assuming that you don't mean the bird. <laughs> no, not the bird. I mean me. Yeah. I mean the fruit. <laughs> yeah, national secret. Uh, no, we don't eat the birds, but we do eat the fruit like quite a lot, yeah. Mm. It's like kiwi-flavored everything. You can get kiwi-flavored ice cream. It's really good. Oh, that sounds yeah. really good. Oh, fun fact. <laughs> New Zealanders eat more ice cream than any other nationality. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. By a I, lot. I'm moving uh-huh. to New Zealand. We house ice cream. I, like, got so many memories of being a kid and just, like, eating too much ice cream to function and, like, brain freezing slash, like, dairy overloading out and just falling asleep, <laughs> which is really hard to do when you've had that much sugar. That, oh, yeah. That is true. It just sounds so wonderful, though. Yeah, well, beautiful. is it because... Have it. Is it because it's so hot there? That you no, need, like, I don't really know why it is. Okay. Uh, I think it's something to do with, like, we make a lot of dairy, question mark. Did any of these jump out at you that we went through in the flash round as something that you want to talk about or something weird or wrong or Ooh. Or not. Lord of the Rings, The Shire. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you I like actually, Lord of the Rings? I do like Lord of the Rings. Honestly, like, New Zealand as a brand and a country, uh, really milking the Lord of the Rings thing. Honestly, for decades, it's getting ridiculous. I think everyone was really on board, and at this point, it's kind of like, I don't know, uh, successive Die Hard, uh, successive Fast and Furious movies, where everyone's like <laughs> still having fun, but not really as into it as they once were. Um, but they're like pretending. But they're pretending because, you know, it's still fun. It's still We're great, not having a bad time. People still come here, you know. But it's definitely something that we're all getting like a little bit tired of i think mm. yeah and hobbiton is uh so near auckland so when i said people mm. nearly live in hobbiton like something like 40 percent of new zealanders live not that far from there so yeah. so is it like a set they created do you know yeah it's actually so i went there it's um on a farm it's just like a small like pretty piece of uh farmland near auckland uh, one of the few places that they couldn't like actually see any buildings from, so they picked that little valley with the lake and the stream and whatever. Um, and it's just like a set. They built it on the side of the hills. For a while, like the New Line Cinema wouldn't let anyone do anything with it. It was just the plat- like the, the wooden plywood boards over the sides of the hills where they put the facades of the houses in. 
and that's when I saw it and said to walk around and use my imagination back in my day. But now the whole thing is like all set up again, like it was in the movie, which is apparently really nice. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. that's cute. Um, anything else that stands what, out about like surfing and beach activities? And I know there's also like mountains, right? The climate is yeah. like, very diverse. It's, it's very like sort of Scandinavian. The South Island's quite different. The North Island is sort of subtropical, and then the South Island has like big mountains and stuff like that it's very pretty down there um but the beach thing Mm. is a huge part of new zealand life you basically don't live anything more than maybe two hours from the water anywhere in new zealand at all like that would be the max most people live within like half an hour of the beach wow um and every time there's any holiday queen's birthday whatever um the city's just empty out and everyone goes to the beach Okay, so I know that there's a lot of earthquakes there. Uh-huh. Uh, have you ever, when you were there, did you ever experience an earthquake? So I was in Auckland during the uh, Christchurch earthquakes oh. in 2011. Oh, wow. Um, well, it was like, it was kind of mostly just really weird. So I was working in a motorbike shop at the time, and we had to like order shit from Christchurch, uh, which is where they happened. And so just all of a sudden, like, no one would answer any phone calls, and we couldn't get in contact with anyone down there. And then all these, like, news reports started coming out, and then everyone I knew, even in Australia, was, like, calling me to ask if I'm okay. Just to clarify, Auckland is, like, very far from Christchurch. It's on the North Island, and it's probably, like, three hours' flight, a little less, two hours' flight away. But still, people were, like, calling to say, you know, okay. Mm Um, later that year, I was trying to go down there with my father, and like honestly, like flight must have got canceled like three times because you'd get on the plane, and then an earthquake would happen, and then they couldn't fly down there because the runway had to be checked, and yada yada yada. I have felt an earthquake a couple of times. Um, once when I was a kid. Um, uh, the second time, I was just having a beer at home by myself, and it sort of felt like, I guess, like it would feel like if a truck ran into your house, but like. Mm-hmm. a really far away part of your house without much noise. So, like, the whole house just sort of goes, jolt. It was, like, playing with my mind a lot because I was like, did that just happen or did it not just happen? Right. And yeah. I look, looked outside and, like, nothing hit the house, okay? Hmm. But there was, like, a tiny, 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 like, three-magnitude earthquake or something like that. And how, yeah. how long did you live in New Zealand again? Can you, like, go through Sure. Your- so, yeah, it's okay. So I went back to New Zealand in 2011 to um, look after my father at the time who was living there who wasn't well. And um, so I just basically spent that time, like, took a six months off university and bummed around hanging out watching, like, literally every movie, every single movie that came out that year with my dad. Um, living the life. Living the life. And that guy was hilarious. I remember going to a restaurant one time, and he, like, demolished the restaurant, then decided that he didn't want to, like, stay there, want to eat there. So I just had to, like, apologize and leave. And, um, <laughs> mm. like, riding motorbikes around. That's all I did for, like, six months. It was a good six months. Um, yeah. And then the second time, um, after Europe, I came here for a little bit, and then I wanted to get a visa. So I went back to New Zealand and worked for a while to save up money and uh, to get a visa to come back. And I worked at a couple of nonprofits and lived like a super anarchist, like semi nonprofit, whatever the the life of the poor but free, basically. Yeah. Well, so my my big question is, obviously New Zealand is not Australia. Yes. Okay, they're two different governments, but what what's the difference? Um, <laughs> what's the difference between the United 
United States and Canada. All right, that's that's a mm. fair point. Yeah, I mean, it's different government. There's like I don't know different culture. It's it's much probably actually closer than the United States and Canada because if you have a New Zealand citizenship or Australian citizenship, you can work and live in the other country, like without a mm. visa. Essentially, you just well, go there. How kind? Is there a rivalry at all? Yes, okay. uh, rugby, cricket. Um, sailing a little bit too. Well, beyond sports, uh, is there just like a oh oh? Sports, they're from sports is everything. No, it's, it, <laughs> there's a lot of like jokes and stuff like that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of rivalry, definitely. Um, also, New Zealand was almost part of Australia because they had like a conference and they invited all the states, like the territories or whatever, from Australia, except for Western Australia, which is like half the country, and um, New Zealand to this conference. Right. And New Zealand was like fuck that and then Western Australia was like hey fuck you I want to come and then now we have Australia and New Zealand so. huh. there you go it's yeah. a great retelling of how that happened yeah. <laughs> well kind of on the same topic mm-hmm. we can talk about um, the queen yes. oh yes do you like the queen yeah what are so if we're talking about views of yeah uh, yeah. sorry yeah no views of the queen yeah I mean like do yeah do New Zealanders tend to like Queen Elizabeth or do you even like care you know the uh, yes. Like, how many people watched Will and Kate's wedding? Everybody. <laughs> 150% of the population. Oh, perfect. Uh, it's fairly separate from the whole royal thing, except for when there's any kind of event, in which case, like, it's almost like everyone forgets that they are a different country, and all the newspapers go totally nuts. It's like a huge... Hmm. Like, it is the celebrity event, basically. It's It's really... that's really all it is. I mean, she doesn't really have much to do with government or anything like that. I mean, yeah. technically, technically, she is the Queen of New Zealand. Um, but, yeah, whenever, like, when uh, was Prince, what's the baby? The, the royal baby. The one that's small oh. and was royal. The royal child. George. 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 Oh, yeah. Old George. Georgie George. boy. Um, yeah. When he was born, everyone lost their minds. Whenever the Queen comes to visit, everyone loses their mind. Whenever anyone from the royal family comes to visit, everybody loses their minds. Um, but aside from that, yeah, I mean, she's on the back of all the notes. Um, uh, technically, she, like, is the head of state, I think it is. The yeah. governor general is the representative of the queen, and the governor general is the head of state. So, yeah, she's fairly important, but sort of in obscurity until there's some kind of celebrity event. So no one seems to mind that they're still kind of part of this British... It's kind of just, like, I don't know, a problem that everyone forgets about. I don't know. If you had, like, a dent on the bumper of your car and then you wanted to remove it, but every time you went to remove it, it was just kind of, like, hassle, and then it was been there for so long that now you don't really care. You're just, like, content. You're pretty good. Yeah, you're like... That was, that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, you're like, well, it's sort of, well, I mean... Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, too much hassle to get rid of her now. Every now and then, um, in either country, people talk about becoming a republic, and then everyone gets all up in arms, and then all these people, like, usually older people, come out of the woodwork, and they're like, no, the queen, da 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 and, you know, all sorts of crap about, like, then we all forget about it, because it's just too hard. So, along the same lines, the prime minister, um, Bill English, mm-hmm. where does he stand on the political spectrum? Uh, center right to Hmm. honestly I don't keep up as much with New Zealand politics as I used to Um, John Key was very well liked um, but was right wing so liberal in Australia Australia and New Zealand um, means right wing 
Oh. Yeah, even though you can call still call someone very liberal and mean left-wing. So it's all very confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, but liberal is right, labor is left. Um, everyone was really shocked when John Key stepped down. No one really saw that coming. And so now Bill English is just sort of chugging along. The left has been kind of useless for a long time now. I love, like, Labor has been, Labor is great. I love, I would vote Labor, but I, I did vote Labor, but mm. lacking in direction is probably what most people would call it. When he sits on center right, yeah, Bill English does. I guess, like, my question, I, I don't this doesn't necessarily, isn't necessarily logical, but mm. in my mind, I'm like, okay, so England's, like, pretty conservative. Right. Especially right now. Um, I mean, so do the politics of, like, England kind of trickle down at all ever? Um, in a sense, sense, as much, honestly, U.S. politics probably trickles down as much as U.K. politics does. Um, we are so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, when Trump got elected, there's all these, you know, particular politicians um, from the national, liberal national party. Um, liberal national party? National, it's the national party. I can't remember. Anyway, the national party, yeah, they get all up in this populist crap and like Nikki Haley and others. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember now. But they're all very happy mm-hmm. for Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the brand of populism that he represents, particularly the anti-immigrant stuff. For a country that doesn't get any immigrants, New Zealand sure has some problems. Yeah, I was mm. just looking up because I remember like doing some research about migration in that part of mm-hmm. the world um, in general. And isn't it like New Zealand that has like ridiculous like migration rules or I, I or was that australia it may have been australia australia like, has like some pretty severe human rights violating crap going on new right. zealand not as bad at all but because logically you're not getting as many refugees from like the north, like, no the i mean there's like offshore pro- offshore processing is very much australia's thing new zealand doesn't have like great refugee stuff i mean they've I think it's the, it's the insulated nature of both of those countries. I think that mean that they yeah. don't they feel very mm-hmm. like threatened by outsiders. Yeah, just by virtue of being like an island. Totally. The like. big thing in Auckland is um, foreign people buying properties, driving the prices of houses up in Auckland. Mm-hmm. That is not the reason that the, ha- the prices of houses are so high in Auckland. It's probably because no one's building any houses, and like it's all suburbia, and you can't build apartments or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it's a big people are afraid. The equivalent of, like, of here, immigrants are taking our jobs. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Actually, that probably says a lot about it. Like, the immigrants are taking our houses with all their money. Mm-hmm. It's a different type of problem. So I read about how, like, a lot of the, like, indigenous population uh-huh. from uh, New Zealand, the Polynesian or Maori. Uh, Maori. 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 Maori is how you say it, but I think they've changed the pronunciation. They've updated the pronunciation to better reflect the actual pronunciation oh. of the word. Good. But um, yeah, making moves. Mari. Yeah. yeah, how how is that? Like, is that still? Yeah. yeah, which is a lot. Yeah, it's a really really big part of New Zealand history. Is it similar to like how well, I would assume like Native Americans here kind of oppressed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Killed. Very very much similar. Um, in the same way that there was a, a treaty signed, which I'm gonna say is the Treaty of Waitangi, and I could be totally wrong. That is well, I don't know what you're about I, to say, I, but I think I it is in there. Something. It is in there. Okay, Treaty of Waitangi, which is, like, the one of the bases of, like, New Zealand's government's right to exist. 
Mm. Um, and so it involves all these rights and protections and recognition of existing rights of the native population to the land, the Maori to the land, and that sort of manifests now in, um, like, there are seats in parliament that are assigned to Maori communities. So there's, like, still a big problem in that the incarceration rate and the, like, uh, life expectancy and education and income of the Maori population is still like way below uh, the white population, which is like the New Zealand's called Pakeha. Um, mm-hmm. means like that's the white people. Oh. Um, but they do have some political protections and representation because they were really, really good at killing British people mm-hmm. to protect their land, which good on them. They did a good job. Yeah. yeah. And so is there a lot of. Um, Racism between the two, just yeah. like the white Europeans. I would, the, yeah, I would say so. Um, beyond just like the the like political system and how everything is set up, but like socially. Socially, yeah, um, it's hard to say exactly. I mean, it comes up. I don't know in private that people have conversations with each other. I mean, the the closest example I can think of here is I don't know if you get a bunch of guys in a room, right? And some of those guys are sexist. And then they think they're among other guys and it's a safe space to be sexist. Sometimes you get the same thing um, in New Zealand and it often comes up in jokes and things like that that are racist, but you know, New Zealand's supposed to have a famously irreverent culture, so you know, oh, it's just a joke, no worries, mate, it's mm-hmm. all good, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So the, it's sort of casual racism is probably the main thing that persists, I think. Like cultures around, is there like an influence from that population of like I don't know like maybe like your music or or in like totally so Maori is hugely into hip hop um, and like mm-hmm. they like Polynesian singing is incredible mm-hmm. um, they have some of the most amazing voices um, hmm. in terms of music <laughs> well uh, there's a guy named Chefu and like a few others there's a lot of like New Zealand music um, and hip hop from that, I went to a club with some friends once in Auckland, and it's like, kind of like here in DC, you know, and like on U Street, there's like clubs that have that type of music, and there are clubs like that in Auckland. That, oh, okay. um, yeah, mm-hmm. so it's very heavily influenced by US culture in that way. So you guys, we finally got a sponsor. Thanks to Alyssa Kosick, who literally just handed us money. If you'd like to sponsor us, uh, shoot us an email at justtoclarifypodcast at gmail.com. So you mentioned earlier about sports. Mm-hmm. Um, they love their sports. So you said it's everything. Yeah. <laughs> it is like a big thing. Yeah. Um, what are the bigger, the biggest Yeah, so it's like rugby, cricket. Rugby is all-consuming. Rugby is everything. Rugby, like, New Zealand has like 4 million people, right? Mm-hmm. And their rugby team is generally the best in the world, and they're competing against other countries that care a lot about rugby, like uh, Australia with, like, 25 million people, and the UK with, like, what, 40 million? Someone help me, like, 40, 60? (laughs) Up there, probably. Between 40 and 60, something like that. And France with, like, I guess, like, 40 million or something like that Mm -hmm. as well. Like, these, like, large countries that care a lot about rugby, um... And New Zealand cares so much about it that their rugby program like just dominates, and no one really knows why. But <laughs> probably because they're all really good at it, and they care a lot about it, and they have training programs, and like everybody plays rugby. I played rugby; I wasn't very good at it, but I tried. Um, and rugby is just American football, but without pads, is what 
I understand it. Well, <laughs> oh, that's my very narrow you. American view of football. See, I don't like American football. That's and fair. here's why. That's acceptable. Okay? Yeah. I don't either. Well, it's like, yeah. The fact they like stop every two seconds. Dude, yes. Yes. exactly. It's awful. Yeah. Even like the fitness level. Like, what are you like running for two minutes? Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Just sprinting, that's all. Yeah, exactly. Plus, like, how long does a game take? A hundred years. So long. Yeah. Too long. Usually, <laughs> like, yeah, roughly the length of the life of a small country. <laughs> Yeah. So, for, like rugby proper, ninety mm-hmm. minutes, forty-five minute halves. You run around all half. Like, way more brutal than American football. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't like. There are certain things you can't do because people have gotten severely injured and died. So you gotta like usually tackle below the waist. You can't um, like high tackles are particularly dangerous. I'm sure there are other rules that have been implemented since then. But other than that, um, just bring the person to the ground. And that's play doesn't stop until you bring someone to the ground, and it doesn't really stop even then. Then you turn over the ball, um, and it just continues. It's brutal. It doesn't stop for 45 minutes. Um, you got to run around the whole time. You have to be way fitter. It's a lot tougher, and it's more fun to watch, I think, because you don't end up stopping. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's less strategic in that way because you don't have times to like. Go over plays. Go over plays and yada, yada, yada. You have to, like, gel well with the rest of your team and be able to, like, interpret what you want to do next and remember what you practiced. Have to act Like most yeah. other sports. Right. you got to <laughs> think on your feet. It's a fun sport to watch. It's a fun sport to play, but, like, you can't, you got to play usually touch if you're playing casually because oh, yeah. you'll just, you know. You will die. Yeah. you got to go to work on Monday. Um, mm-hmm. You can't, like, just limp into work with a black eye. And, like, <laughs> well, everyone will know what happens. So. Yeah. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well. Did you want to talk about anything else for the Maori? Maori? How did you say that? Maori. Maori? Maori. Maori. Maori, I think, is how it's supposed to be said. Maori? I can't remember. You'd have to look this up. I am sounding like a terrible New Zealander right now, but I know that when I was growing up, it was Maori. Um, but I think that people have since like updated it to better reflect how it's actually supposed mm-hmm. to be pronounced. That's interesting, considering, like, for example, it's such a drama just to change the Redskins name right. from Redskins. At least they're making a concerted effort. Well, it's a very American thing to be like, no, this is like what we want. Yeah. This is like how it's been. But I guess like... I mean, there is certainly still that like that type of person in New Zealand. Um, but Maori have, the Maori have like political representation. Mm-hmm. They're a much stronger voice in the country. And uh, like the Treaty That's of Waitangi true. was like one because they, you know, successfully asserted their rights against the British, who were very, very good at saying, like, is this uh, your country, is it? No, it's not. It's mine now. <laughs> I mean, we didn't really talk about, like, you did answer, yes, that people in New Zealand drink a lot. But, like, Oh, yeah. I mean... That's, like, a very... Like, what are the hobbies in New Zealand? Drinking. Recovering from drinking. <laughs> surfing. Uh, surfing. After drinking. After drinking. Or oh, while smart. drinking. Yeah. Wild uh, drinking. Wild drinking, yeah. <laughs> that would be... That's really impressive. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm taking away from this. Yeah, it's that uh, dexterous, committed alcoholics. Mm. Yeah. There we go. Um, you want to talk about drinking? <laughs> is that what you want to do? Yeah, sure. Right. We could, yeah. We haven't really talked about is there like a Is there like a New all. Zealand drink? Uh, beer. Beer. Just no, any beer. Well, no. So beer and wine. Um, mm-hmm. There's actually a lot of nice wines from... Um, like New Zealand wine, particularly white wine, it's very nice. Marlborough uh, area wine, highly recommended. Um, but other than that, beer, but not necessarily great beer. Although there is um, a really nice beer called Moa, which I highly recommend. 
Um, they make like a few different types. Um, but yeah, there's like a lot of drinking culture in New Zealand. Again, it's like similar to Australia. I know I keep saying that Australia and New Zealand are totally different and also exactly the same thing. But um, yeah, they're pretty similar in that way. Um, it's hard to describe exactly why everybody drinks so much. Honestly, mm. I mean, the UK has the same Is problem. Is it the isolation? Yeah. I mean, that's true. <laughs> like the on isolation. a remote island? They don't drink that what? much in Hawaii, I don't think so. No. They're pretty isolated. Maybe they're it's just like super English. chill. I think it's one of those self-sustaining things. Like mm-hmm. people used to drink a lot, and so they still drink a lot because it just comes through in the culture. Breweries, and there are... So, like, not going to call them a cabal, but there's, like, a collection of brewers that are influential politically, and they mm-hmm. usually try and, like, there's a lot of beer ads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like Miller Lite and Coors and, and, and stuff like that. There's, you know, Tui and Steinlager and uh, others I can't name right now. Um, but Do they import, like, like, will you catch a New Zealander drinking Bud Light? No, not really. <laughs> That's but because they life. don't import or just... I think probably because they don't import, beer. probably because there's like a bit of national pride in drinking like Got New Zealand it. beer, mm-hmm. and also because this beer is very, very cheap. They sell it at like supermarkets and you can get like... That's how you bulk buy alcohol. Um, and they try and have laws on like discounts and stuff in supermarkets because that's where people can go and get like right. essentially right. per so can of beer. Wrecked. Yeah, it's where you get wrecked. But I, honestly, I couldn't tell you exactly why the drinking culture is so strong. I think it's part of the macho thing. I think that New Zealand culture is like kind of more macho obsessed than people realize. Mm. Um, okay. I also think that drives like the violence that comes with drinking. Because I've never um, drinking in the states. I can't even tell you the last time that I had a problem with someone while I'm drinking, or someone like tried to fight me, or like I got into an argument. It's not uncommon at all. I mean, mm. it's just like a very everyone drinks and then they get aggressive and then they get macho. It's almost like you got to prove something, and like by drinking more, you're also proving something. But also by like being aggressive, you're somehow the alpha. And well, with good drinking, oh. you have to have great food, right? Uh, what is? Yeah, what is? Uh, oh no, it's not Does good. New Zealand have good food? I I could not name you. I already mentioned the ice cream. Um, we have a great uh, yeah kiwis. We have a great rivalry with Australia over the pavlova. Uh, mm-hmm. you know pavlova is pavlova is like a you know like meringue. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's like an egg white like whipped uh, thing that you add in layers of cream and fruit. It's really good. I do recommend it. It's particularly like a summer thing. Ooh. But yeah, Australia and New Zealand both claim to have invented it. Obviously, New Zealand is the one true creator of the meringue. You heard it here first. You the heard meringue. it here first. <laughs> just in general. I think we can finally put this to, to rest. <laughs> yeah. So meringue in general, not just the pavlova. Oh, the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. Got it. From the ground up. Egg whites. It's important for intellectual property to uh, <laughs> claim ownership over the base you, material. When you, but um, yeah, pavlova. you put fruit on it, right? Yes. You put kiwis. You definitely put ah. kiwis on it. Kiwis, strawberries, usually something like a little bit of uh, citrus, like mm-hmm. acidic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you like want to eat at two o'clock in the morning after you've been yeah. drinking? Which what's, I assume you know there has to be something. Ooh, great New Zealand meat pie. So we don't call like ground beef. We call ground beef mince. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, like right. mince pie would be mm-hmm. your most basic of um, drunk foods. And there is a. I do have one other question uh-huh. regarding food and drink. Uh-huh. And we have talked about this briefly, but is the flat white debacle. Oh. 
Bangkok. Extend out of Australia, into New Zealand. I mean, does everyone have their own way of making it? Um, I know in the past you didn't really give are me we a talking great so the, oh, flat okay. white Oh, okay. I thought we were talking about the Starbucks. Like, um, the flat white <laughs> originates, again, probably contested by Australia and New Zealand as to, like, who came up with that one. I don't even know. So flat white, that's it. But, yeah, New Zealanders are also totally obsessed with coffee. Um, much like Australia, Starbucks totally failed to make an impression there because everyone's like, why the fuck would I drink this piece of shit when I can go down the road and get one from, like, a regular, actual local coffee shop that knows how to make their coffee. And there is actually, in fact, a, Ze- a quote-unquote New Zealand cafe or something like that in Arlington. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. been meaning to go, but... Which one? I don't know. They do call themselves a Kiwi cafe. Yeah. Oh. I w- they're okay. It's a Give great a chance. transition to, are there a lot of New Zealanders in this area? Hell no. No. Kiwis, I guess. Is uh, Kiwis. Kiwis, New no Zealanders. Kiwis not really. Hmm. Um, found your niche of other Kiwis. Honestly, the only Kiwi that I'm, I've run into, um, there was a guy at my old work who was a Kiwi, and I really interacted with him. Um, How did like you know right he guy. was a yeah. Kiwi? Well. I heard. <laughs> he had a grapevine. <laughs> All right. He didn't speak very much. He, in typical New Zealand fashion, constantly wore uh, jeans with uh, flip-flops. Hmm. Ooh. Classic sign of an Australian or a New Zealander. Um, but not a not a big New Zealand community in this area? No. You can't go to the New Zealand Community <laughs> Center. <laughs> no. Well, you, so, like, I would assume that bars, bars that show, like, rug, rugby games, like, probably have... Yeah, you well, probably find some if you... if you. Yeah, I mean, if there's so. going to be a rugby game, if the All Blacks are going to play, which I guess I'm totally remiss of me to never have mentioned the fact that there is a national team, and the national mm-hmm. team is called the All Blacks, and the All Blacks do the haka, and everyone knows how to do the haka. So the haka is the very what? important. The haka. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, a lot of words in there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. The haka is a also huge piece of New Zealand culture, and you should look up a video of it and play it at some point, but um, it's Spell it. uh, H-A-K-A. So it's a Maori, like, traditional dance they do at the beginning of rugby matches. Only the New Zealand team has this kind of dance thing at the beginning of a match. Um, it's not really a dance. Uh, it's, it's like a ritual. Mm. It's a challenge to the other team, and it is intended to intimidate, which huh. it usually does. Um, the other teams yeah. usually make a show of being like, yeah, sure. pretty big deal for the All Blacks. And when I was in school, I was taught how to do the haka, and I cannot remember anything except for, like, the first part. Haka also changes, but it involves a lot of, like, aggressive gestures. It starts with, like, it's like a, a chant. And then it's... Culture, Maori culture, yeah. Yeah. We are going to read you a few headlines um, from the last, like, day or two. Um, once we 
we like Googled New Zealand and these are the headlines that come up, you know, you are going to tell us if you were to just like hear these for the first time, whether or not you think it is a reasonable or unreasonable representation of New Zealand. So students court battle with government over climate to begin. That is from Radio New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Then we have New Zealand's population set to top 6 million by the turn of the century. UN report um, from TV New Zealand. Then we have Auckland Muslims feed homeless ahead of Eid. That is the New Zealand Herald. And finally, the politics of a grudge match. How a New Zealand win could change the face of the America's Cup. Which, incidentally, did, so we can talk more about it. But that is from The Telegraph. So, All right. is, is this an accurate representation? I think it's like 75% of the way there, yeah. Okay. Um, I take issue with the population one. I think that's a bunch of crap. <laughs> the UN is lying. By, by I think the, the UN is lying. The century. Yeah, the turn of the century. Like, who the fuck knows what's going to happen by the turn of the century? That's so far away. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also weird. What, headline. adding 2 million people? Yeah, which I also think is totally yeah. incorrect. New Zealand's growing weight faster than that, and it's baking in a lot of political assumptions about how they're going to run the country, how the country will be run. Mm. Could totally change. I don't imagine that would, I mean, it could be true, but New Zealand's not that small of a country. There could be more. Mm-hmm. But, um, but as for the rest, yeah. Uh, and New Zealand did change the face of the America's Cup. Can, can we talk? I don't know yeah, what you're talking Yeah, okay, about. so when I did find this article i just generally assume that they were talking about soccer or football me too so what is this talking about it's talking about okay sailing america's (laughs) cup the oldest championship in sports continuing since 1851 um the u.s held it for the longest winning streak in sports Mm -hmm. history 144 years that's amazing until Australia took it in 1987. Okay. I'm a regular. Yeah, this is big. You yeah, I am, I am a regular yeah. encyclopedia today. Sailing is a huge thing in New Zealand. I, uh, so the only four countries, four countries? The only countries that have ever held the America's Cup is the USA, Australia, New Zealand, and Switzerland. Ooh. Hmm. Switzerland. Yes. Seems a little, yeah. Seems a little dodgy. Yeah. Dodgy? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like it's a it's a big thing. Like millions and millions of dollars go into it. Um, it used to be like a it's gentleman's thing. Love sailing. Oh, it is the <laughs> whitest, richest sport. It was between like it was mostly between the UK and the US for a long time, but the US just kept winning. Hmm. Um, and most, then we're like help other countries. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it, it's basically it's not like a formal thing. You okay. win the cup, the cup is yours, and now you set the terms for the next race. You set where it is. Oh. You set what boats can race. That's cool. Yeah. That's a huh. good way to what? run a sports competition. Yeah. Why have I never heard of this? I, it's, it's it like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's been some bad years. So they may, they put it in Bermuda this time. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Which triangle? Got lost. <laughs> basically, <laughs> yeah. It's like, basically, yeah, they're like, which boat will disappear? <laughs> it's like sailing around waiting for like a fucking Kraken to come take them out. Um, but yeah, they tried to make it more interesting. So they made them faster and in Bermuda... And they did everything except, like, stick naked people on the boats to make it more watchable. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, it's a big thing in New Zealand. Um, a guy named um, Sir Peter Blake won the first one for New Zealand in 93. And he's like, was a, for a long time, like, a personal hero of mine. And then he got uh, shot by pirates. 
What? And like, yeah. Hmm. That's New Zealand awful. is so intense. No. Yeah. <laughs> so he he was he's a huge sailor. Um, mm-hmm. Won the two thousand the 1993 and then the nineteen ninety nine race. So I, what we are going to give you a description of a person who is a famous uh-huh. person from New Zealand. I, he has a famous Kiwi. Famous Kiwi. Um, and you're gonna have to guess. Okay. Who it is. So there are there, three. There are three. I am notoriously terrible at celebrities of any stripe, so I, I can't guess these anything. Are, these are pretty. I, I feel like you'll I think you're just setting pretty. this up to be even more embarrassing for me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I have faith in you. Oh, okay. Okay. The first person is a New Zealand film director, writer, actor, painter, and comedian. He was nominated for an Academy Award for his 2004 short film, Two Cars, One Night. His feature films, Boy and Hunt for the Wilder People became top-grossing in New Zealand films. His horror comedy film, What We Do in the Shadows, also received political acclaim. Political acclaim. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, so one, Hunt for the Wilder People. Fucking incredible movie. Recommend it. Right. Uh, same as What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, one of my remember. favorite movies. I know that, I know, I can see his face. It's, it's he's, um, he's, Taika Watiti? Taika Watiti? Yeah, I see, believe that is how you pronounce his I name. I don't know. I'm, I, and honest, he's awesome. He's incredible. I don't know his name. Number two. Zero okay. for okay. zero. For zero. Here, New zero Zealand singer-songwriter and record producer. Born in Takapuna and raised in Devonport, Auckland. She mm-hmm. became interested in performing as a child. In her early teens, she signed with Universal Music Group and was later paired with songwriter and record producer Joel Little. At the age of 16, she released her first extended play... The Love Club EP. I think I know who this is. Oh, reaching number two on national record charts. Who do you think it is? So I don't know her real name, but Lord. Yeah. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. ding. Her real name is is crazy. It's Ella Marjan Lani Yelk O'Connor. Classic, classic. A good, strong Kiwi name. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I was born in that same hospital in Takapuna. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Person number three. All right, one for two. Yeah, let's do this. I definitely always forget they're not American. I know. Um, I know who this is. Anyway, New Zealand-born, Australian-American country musician. In 1991, he released a self-titled debut album and charted four singles in Australia before moving to the United States the following year. So, 92, if we're keeping up. And he found work as a session guitarist before starting a band known as The Ranch, which recorded one studio album on Capitol Nashville and charted two singles on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart. Okay, if you don't know who that is, I'll give you who one is more person? clue. All right. You don't know. Yeah, I, think I think I know who it is. Should we, like, sing okay. a song? But I, like, well, please sing no, a song. I, won't no, I don't no, know who it is. is. Let's no, sing no, the no. song. <laughs> Come on. No, I was going to give you the clue of who he's married to. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Who is that again? Married to Nicole Kidman. Uh, it's not Bon Jovi, is it? Is that it? Mm, nope. Uh, That's not country. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> ah, shit. Um, okay, blank. Really? I'm blanking. I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Keith Urban. I thought it was him, but he sounded yes. like too American as a name. Yes. That's why I always think Keith Lionel Urban. Keith Lionel Urban. Right. It's a very unusual, like, Which, Keith Urban. Also, Lionel. New Zealand-born Australian-American, so I guess he's That's Australian, like but, like, moved to... There's a lot of actors who, like, go via Australia, I think. Oh. Because they, like, hmm. ditch New Zealand because it's small. They go to Australia. Mm-hmm. They become a big fish in a little pond. Then they uh, go to Hollywood. Makes sense. Huh. Yeah. Is there anything...
anything that you would like to clarify with the uh, audience about, uh, like, New Zealand? Any, like, final thoughts? Any Anything? The activism in me is coming out. Everyone looks at New Zealand, they see, like, Lord of the Rings, like, oh, it's so beautiful. Like, it is beautiful, don't get me wrong. But it's only beautiful in the same way that, like, let's say your friend is really shitty at owning cars or apartments or anything, and they get a new one, and it's pretty, right? But it's going to be, like, shit in five minutes because they're going to ruin it. It's basically what New Zealand is kind of doing with their country, with our country, because it's beautiful, but there's only so many of us, and we haven't had a lot of time to fuck it up yet. So Mm. we're doing a great job of heading that direction. I mean, we have done – I mean, it's, like, to and fro, but there's a lot of issues – um, to do with the environment in a country that's perceived to be extremely green. We something like emit like some of the most uh, CO2 per person. Um, the sheep and cows are not good for the environment. Mm-hmm. They pollute a lot of the rivers. Oh, no. Um, and we like change th- and we don't do a lot about it because we sort of somewhat in the Trumpian way or in any right wing kind of way don't want to hurt the economy so to speak. Sure. to make up, you know, to save the environment or whatever. So they, I mean, the government recently announced that they want to, like, make all the waterways swimmable by 2020 or something like that by moving the goalposts to make the water quality, like, bar to be swimmable just a lot lower than it was before. Mm-hmm. So that's how they're going to, like, do it. They're not going to actually, like, make anything cleaner. They're just going to make the definition of cleaner different and easier to achieve. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I love New Zealand. I love my country. I miss it a lot, but... I don't think that people realize that, like any other country, they have their issues with, you know, trying to keep it clean and trying to deal with um, climate change. But, yeah, um, for a country that's supposed to be, like, pristine, it's not, and we have our problems. Great. On a positive note. (laughs) Boring politics. (laughs) Well, would you go back? Um, To, like, live. New Zealand's getting a lot cooler especially since when I left. Hip and trendy. Hip right. and trendy, yeah. So last time I was there um, for a wedding, uh, my best friend getting married, she's really beautiful. Um, and like when I used to live there, it was like really hard to get around. I cycled everywhere, and, like not by, well, it's probably by choice, but like you really have to get a car to get around Auckland. It's all sprawled out. But while I was there, we went to this um, like makeshift market food truck type thing <laughs> in a supermarket car park and it was totally like weird it's the type of thing that i you know you, you kind of think is like semi-dangerous because people are like cooking shit in an enclosed mm-hmm. car park and there's flames everywhere and there's like cords running all over the ground you're like wow this looks horrifically dangerous and delicious <laughs> um and it was really fun and those sorts of things are popping up and the city's getting bigger and bigger all the time and there's a lot of immigration in Auckland in particular, and, like, this, the food is good. This, like, sushi is fucking incredible. All the Thai and um, Korean food and Vietnamese food. Yeah. Mm. So maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I also, you know. 100% maybe. <laughs> 100% maybe, yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I like big cities. I like the things that come with that. New Zealand's small and out of the way, so that's the downside. But it's very pretty and relaxed because you guys work too hard. Seriously. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Americans work too hard, move to New Zealand, get more paid leave. Ooh, Thank I you know. to Katie Jane Fisher yeah. for our yeah. wonderful cover well, art. Thank you for being Check on her out on podcast. Instagram yes, at D-E-R dot F-I-S-C-H underscore. 
Thank you to Miguel Amaya for all of the audio equipment and technical expertise. And to you, if you made it to the very end, follow us on Twitter at JTC podcast or go to our website, just to clarify podcast.com. And don't forget to rate us, review us on iTunes. 